Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Changing Levels. I'm your host, Austin Early. Happy Saturday. Not the normal Friday, but still happy weekend to you. Um, there's a big reason why. Obviously, I had to change from Friday to Saturday. I did it for my guest today. My guest today is none other than handsome Nate Jackson, a.k.a. Mr. President. Um, so I'm excited for you guys to listen to our conversation. Um, we hit a lot of cool topics and, and really dig deep into the Black Wrestling Association. Uh, but first, let's do some affirmations and hit the news. Hope you're feeling strong. I hope you're feeling brave. I hope you're feeling loved. And I hope that you are can be grateful for that love. And I hope that you can be grateful overall. And I, importantly, I hope you feel adaptable. Being adaptable is so important in today's world with so many things changing and so many things um, coming our way. We never know what's right around the corner. And that's true for all of our lives and um, whether we're in the middle of you know, this COVID stuff or, you know, if it's just another normal weekend. We just never know. You know, it all can be taken away from us at the end, um, any time, any day. And uh, so we have to be adaptable to all situations, all things, all comers. And you know what? I tell you what, Nate Jackson, who I talked to on this episode, is one of the most adaptable human beings on the planet, probably. I mean, the man is wrestling everybody. He's a machine. He's a leader, and I was so happy to talk to him, and we'll get to that here in a few. Um, but first, let's, uh, let's talk some news. And not some news, but just some other talking points, some things I just kind of want to hit. Um, last week, earlier this week, um, a wrestler wins a third state title, throws up the three with both hands, um, and... A lady and some other people decide to kind of take that and run with it. Um, obviously, um, the gesture, the OK symbol, has been linked to um, white supremacy and linked to um, racist, other racist movements. And uh, all I can say is this. Look, we've got to use a little bit of common sense here. And we've got to use a little bit of, um, you know, context, right? Context matters to me, at least. And it should matter to everybody. I know it doesn't matter to everybody, and I'm sorry for that, but that kid's probably not racist, right? Anybody that holds it up, you know, celebrating a three. Again, it's about context. He won his third state title. He throws two threes up because that's what they were. They were threes. Not okay. Not whatever that symbol is supposed to represent. I don't know much about it. But I knew that it has been linked and people have used it in those sort of situations. That can't be denied. And I told you on the first episode of this show that I would call that type of stuff out. Well, there's nothing really to call out, guys. Is it one of those things that eventually probably will end up going by the wayside Possibly. It just kind of depends on the social climate. And if we allow racists and 
other people like that to take symbols from us and use them for their own gain. It's almost like a game they play. You know, um, they want to just take normal little things so they can be sneaky. You know, that's what that's about, right? Being sneaky. They can flash it in pictures. They can, you know, hold it over their head, whatever it may be. And they're just trying to be sneaky with it because a normal everyday person, you, me, whatever, we look at and they go, why is he flashing okay at me? Why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? Or, you know, why are they all doing that? They have their ARs or whatever, right? We've seen some of the pictures. But I do think context matters. These young men that are doing this, when they're title, they're not taking that opportunity to be racist. If they're racist, I don't know. We don't know, okay? We don't know unless they've said something that I'm not aware of, right? You just never know. But context does matter, and I'm just going to say that it probably 98% sure that it's not. And if it is, I really hope not, then that can be dealt with in another way. Um, obviously, there are people out there, some guys that think they are talking heads, think that they are more important than what they are, um, want to make a big stink of it and make it more than it really is. They want to dox people, um, things like that. It, you know, they're, Those kind of people, we all know who they are. We all know who he is. Um, I don't even want to say his name on this podcast. You know, that's what he wants. He wants that hate clout. That's what he's good at. He did it for Flo. He did it, um, you know, people going after uh, Mark Perry, even though... You know, stuff like that. You know, he just, he, he, he's a hate clout kind of guy. He makes stuff up. He twists stories. I mean, he, I mean, he was just going after Kelsey Campbell the other day. You know? Can't, can't let people like that who are not journalists have so much impact on our daily Existence. I'm not saying I'm a journalist either because I'm not. I'm just a dude that records a podcast and has fun with it and likes to talk wrestling with interesting people. doesn't make me a journalist. But you know what? I'm going to at least have some integrity and not change my story and twist things just for my own benefit. Block people without them and then talk about them without them being able to see. You know, it's kind of where we're at. Um, it's conference weekend number one. Um, we've got the EIWAs. We've got Maction going down. Um, is that it? I think that might be it right now. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of good wrestling going on this weekend. Um, Missouri jumped out to a big lead um, yesterday, so um, yeah. Uh, in Big Ten news, pre-seeds were announced. I'm not going to sit here and go through them, but it's kind of about what we expected, I think. It's kind of a weird year. There are obviously some weird um, stats out there, or some weird seeds, I should say, and uh, who knows where that'll end up. And It's the Big Ten. Everybody knows how it is toughest conference in America, it'll be fine. It'll all work itself out. 
Obviously, the allocations being what they are this year have kind of messed things up, but again, I think it'll all come out in the wash at a later time. Um, another Big Ten news, obviously, Stefan Micic out um, with, a, with a season injury and possibly career-ending injury. And by career, I mean his college career. He's obviously going to wrestle in the Olympics this uh, summer. It seemed like that's probably why they held him out, that no need to get hurt, no need to risk it. Um, you know, bigger goals in life than an NCAA title. And uh, he's he's definitely going to be one of those um, guys to look for in Tokyo. Uh, we've had some a lot of wrestling this week. Um, Nittany Line Wrestling Club, the Penn RTC, and the Wisconsin RTC put on events this week. Um, lots of fun matchups. Um, first one up was um, the Nittany Line Wrestling Club. They wrestled um, mostly people from the New Jersey. Um, well, I guess they there were Cornell guys in there. There were, um, I guess, this evening, um, Nate Jackson wrestled twice. Um, you know, a lot of Cornell guys, a lot of NLWC guys. Um, so it, it was fun to watch. Uh, so we had Kyle Dake, Russell Nolf, um, Kyle Snyder, he wrestled Nate Jackson and Gabe Dean. Um, then he also wrestled uh, Scotty Boykin as well. Uh, Vito got in there a couple times. Uh, probably the big surprise of the night, Zach Sanders pinned Thomas Gilman um, off of a gut wrench. Uh, Javon Balfour from Canada, um, he'd been popping up lately. He he wrestled a couple times. Um, we had a couple really uh, good women's matches. Uh, Jane Valencia, Ronna Heaton um, was was one, and then uh, you know a lot of. A lot of great stuff. A lot of great wrestling going down. Um, I think probably the most surprising result to me was the Gabe Dean over Bo Nickel win. I, you know, Gabe Dean just keeps kind of defying logic a little bit. Um, I know he's back training hard full time to try to make a run here, um, but to kind of beat Bo, um, you know, that's, that's got to be hard, I think. You know, a guy that beats you for your third NCAA title. Um, you know, the run that, that Penn State had that, that tournament. You know, that can play a lot into your to your psyche a little bit. You can kind of be brought down by that. I know that. You know, it's hard. But it's hard to beat a really good guy multiple times. And, um, you know, Gabe showed that. He showed how game he was and uh, got after it. Um, but yeah, lots of, lots of good wrestling, um, at the Wisconsin RTC show, our card, uh, probably the biggest result there, actually two probably really big results, Evan Wick pinned Tyler Berger, and then, uh, Braxton Amos beat TJ Dudley 7-2. to two. Braxton Amos is the real deal, folks. My goodness, that dude is... That's scary. That's scary for those 97-pounders out there, I think. And um, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, he's at Wisconsin, and um, 
you know, they're they're shaping up to be pretty tough, and obviously he's going to be a title contender right out the gate. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch. I know he's kind of wrestled a lot of freestyle. He's wrestled some Greco. I think he could be another Adam Kuhn type of athlete where he wrestles both styles just because he loves wrestling. You know, he wrestled Greco at Senior Nationals, and well, I think he placed third, right? I don't know. I don't have it right in front of me, so. But, uh, yeah. Lots of good stuff. And then um, we had New Jersey RTC versus the um, Penn RTC. Lots of great matches. They had, man, I can't even tell you how many matches they had. It, it was just amazing to watch. Um, they called it Summit 2. They had the Summit 1 um, a few weeks back. Um, you know, they had youth results, U23 results. They had a main card. Um, Max Dean wrestled again after wrestling a couple days ago. He pinned CJ Brucky. Um, Balfour wrestled again. Ty Walls beat Ben Hannes. Um, Javon Balfour went up to 77 kilos and tech Dan Valamont. So that, that was actually pretty surprising. And then, uh, CJ Brucky doubled up. He lost to, um, Cole Urbis from the Penn RTC. A little, probably a little bit of a surprise, but uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good matches. Tons of good um, U23 results. Um, you know, you saw guys like uh, Anthony Artelona, um, Quincy Monday, Josh Sand, Sand R. Saunders. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of good, a lot of good wrestling going on. A lot of fun stuff. I love it. Uh, me and Nate talk a little bit about it, about the cards here coming up. Um, but, yeah, it was great. So um, we love it. Obviously, conference weekend, or con the postseason has started. Uh, like I said, MAC, EIWA have all kind of started getting going. Shout out to Charles Small qualifying for the NCAA tournament. My good bud. All right, uh, Nate, welcome to the show. Um, for you guys that don't know who Nate Jackson is, he's the president of the Black Wrestling Association, a two-time NCAA, two NCAA um, All-American in Indiana. He's a Princeton assistant coach and probably one of the best-dressed coaches at the NCAA level, I might add. Um, what's up, man? How's it going? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, reach out, and I'm happy that we could connect. I'm sure we're both pretty busy uh, right now, especially with so much going on in the wrestling world. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited to be able to share tonight. Absolutely, man. And I'm sure you're a lot busier than I am. I mean, you're wrestling everybody right now. So <laughs> you're just you probably wrestled more matches than anybody this year, if I had to guess, just without looking at it. Yeah, so there was a statistic that I was wrestling more than anyone else um, on the senior level, not just domestically, but internationally as well. So I, I was pretty proud of that. That's a pretty cool uh, stat to have. Um, but if I don't get it done at Olympic trials, then it'll all be for naught. So this, yeah. is, this has been an interesting process. And, you know, it didn't start off like this. Like, I didn't really intend on wrestling so many matches, uh, especially in the midst of a pandemic. But, um, you know, the competitive side kind of got out and I've been getting a lot better wrestling on the stages that, um, 
you know, the wrestling community has set. And I think it's been a really special time for wrestling as well with uh, just developing these cards. And, you know, this isn't commonplace at all. So uh, for, for this to kind of be emerging within the sport, it's, it's awesome. And I'm happy to be a part of that process as well. Do you feel like these cards, do you like these more than going to tournaments? Or would you rather be going overseas or, or what? What, what, what? What do you like? Yeah, so um, I've been wrestling in a lot of cards. So I think if you could ask anybody, I probably could have the most insight. Um, it gets it gets old wrestling uh, the same type of guy. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for the most part, there's a few different type of styles within, um, you know, the domestic competition. But it's good to get different feels. So um, originally it was it was great, you know, wrestling in so many cards because you were I was getting different looks at different guys. But once those styles start to blend, it, it's not as um, it's not as helpful. So then it's like, all right, let me let me get overseas. So obviously the financial incentive is much greater with these cards. But um, just that experience, um, if that's the real goal, I think you still got to mix it up overseas. And even mm-hmm. if we have a domestic tournament obviously trying to invite those guys um, to, to some competitions as well to get those different looks. Um, I think that, you know, you need both, but this has definitely been a positive thing. For sure. I think it's been a positive um, for athletes of all ages and all genders, all everything, because they've kind of been able to spotlight so many different athletes. Um, obviously, at the beginning of the summer, there was some blow back the other way around but it does seem to be getting better so uh, i'm all for it for sure for sure and and i was one of those guys who was scared to get back out there like i i didn't i I wanted to respect um you know the state of the country and Mm -hmm. just um make sure that i was being safe obviously i have a family Um, i have a wife and four children i got two cats and two dogs so i didn't want to bring anything home uh, to make anybody sick um but at the same time, there's a lot of there's a lot of competition, and especially if um, you know I do have the goals that I have, and I had to get a lot better really quick. So um, I had to make some some choices that were you know collective choices with me and my wife, and um, you know we had to make weigh some different options. And I'm really grateful um, that you know my my team has been behind me this whole time, just kind of pushing pushing me out there and because of that I think that I have made some really incredible jumps just in a short period of time so yeah it's, it's been it's been cool very cool I you know anybody that's willing to bump up a weight especially as big of a jump as 86 to 97 kilos you're wrestling Kyle Snyder and 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 those type of athletes I mean it, it takes some it takes some balls you know and I appreciate that, and I think the fans appreciate that. Maybe not all of them, obviously, like you saw the other day, <laughs> right? But yeah, yeah, and and that's fun, you know. Like I, um, if you want to know one thing about me, I don't, I don't really put too much into um, wins and losses at this stage because I think that guys are just really good. So. It's about where can you get much better? Like where can you make the, the quickest improvement in, in which area? So I have some things specifically that I've been working on and it was just so happens that Kyle Snyder is the best at the things that I've been working on, um, just the type of wrestler. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it was good to wrestle him. And I honestly didn't feel like I had my best day. Uh, so when that guy posted that thing, I was just like, ah, he's right. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I, I thought it was, it was a teachable moment just for, for fans and for that interaction to just be healthy um, and constructive. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wrestled Jaden Cox as well. And um, me and him, you know, obviously pretty close uh, throughout, you know, the last couple of years we've gotten pretty close. Um, but it was good. It's just good to compete. And wrestling is wrestling at its core. And mm-hmm. if I believe in my ability, you know, obviously I, I can't go in there and stand in with Kyle Snyder or Jaden Cox if I don't think I, I can win. Um, so there's a lot that goes into that. And I think it's just my mentality. Um, but for the most part, you know, anybody can do it. Um, you haven't seen it, but I think there'll be more people trying to get out there. I think, you know, guys like Seth Gross, Gabe Dean, those guys are wrestling everybody as well and, and have True. a fearless, yeah. fearless um, attitude. And I think it's really just because they're trying to get better. And um, sometimes you have to go outside of your comfort zone to, to find that if you're not the top guy. So, yeah, that's, that's what I've been, I've been doing and other guys have been doing. And it's good to have fan interaction within our sport. I think that that's one of the biggest uh, areas of opportunity. You know, I mean, it's such a primal sport where we're hand-to-hand combat, basically. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. so why wouldn't people be emotionally charged Um, that person, that individual seemed like a fan of mine. You know, he seemed like a person who wanted me to win or or thought I I could win. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think that they have a right to express how they feel. Um, And I have a right to clap back if that's what I want to do. And and I I, I try to keep it fun and try to keep it light. Um, If I can add an educational piece in there, I I try to add that um, just for the the younger younger, uh, wrestlers and um, just the general fans who who are watching. But um, I don't take myself too seriously. Um, and this is just a part of my process and, and growing. And I know I'm not trying to peak for, you know, Kyle Snyder. You know, I'm trying to peak for, uh, you know, Olympic trials. Mm-hmm. So everything's still intact in that regard. So did, so you said that uh, Snyder did some things that, you know, that you were wanting to work on. Did he do those things? Um. Uh, a little bit, yeah. So <laughs> Kyle Snyder is pretty strong, right? Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to feel his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I did for uh, all of about thirty seconds, and then I didn't want to feel his hands anymore. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but uh, he's a, he's a pretty tough dude to move around. Um, I've been working on trying to get to underhooks and get guys um, to the edge, and using that to start scoring. Um, I think that's where I can really break through and jump to a different level. Um, I actually got to one of those underhooks and. I thought I got a push out. I thought I saw a whole foot out. The replay showed a whole I, foot I, out. I thought I saw it too. I'll be honest. <laughs> but um, you know, whatever. Um, so that was it. Was good to work that. It was really hard with his strong um, arm uh, and uh, back. So that was tough. I was pretty sore the next day. Um, but for the most part, I was able to work those things, and I see that they will work in neutralizing some of that hand fighting that that guys are going to deploy when I'm wrestling them. Um, and then, you know, it was just good to wrestle a guy as skilled as he is. Um, I was able to kind of micromanage myself and look at some of the areas that I was, um, where I was exploited. Um, th- the same way he took me down twice um, was the same way that Jaden took me down. Just mm-hmm. I just turned my body uh, for one second. I was actually doing a, like a overhook clear. Um, that doesn't work against the best guys, the most solid guys, apparently. So I'm learning, and I'll be better the next time because of it. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's such a good attitude to have. Um, that you know, I know I tried to uh, 
instilling my athletes, I'm sure that you do it to yours, that, you know, seek out the best, win or loss, because you're going to learn. For sure. And it's so important. And I'm glad that that um, young athletes have an example of that in you and others that you mentioned, guys like Seth Gross and Dean and, and others like that. And I, I just think it's awesome. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I think, you know, they, they are the future and we want our, our guys to be fearless and we we want the fans to see the matchups they've always wanted to see. I mm-hmm. think um, having these cards has really opened the world up to the senior level athlete. I think that we've been a sleeping giant, you know, mm-hmm. and um, why? You know, it's like, let's shut the lights off on the NFL and just pay attention to college. Obviously, there's great competition within college sports and mm-hmm. um, the 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 local crowds that get behind those sports, you know, it's uncompar- not it's not easy to compare um, to anything like that. But the top dogs, the best guys in the world should get celebrated for what they do as well and should be able to have that stage. Um, so Absolutely. it's good to see guys like myself, uh, guys like Tommy Gant, um, guys, guys who have been grinding, you know, and, and are vets and seasoned. Um, you know, if, if we get a college guy who just, you know, he might have just won an NCAA tournament or something like that, chances are that guy's going to get smacked when he wrestles against us because mm-hmm. we, we do this professionally. Um, so it's, it's awesome to be a part of this growth, growing process, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah, I think um, that exposure is really important, and I, and I believe personally that freestyle, senior-level freestyle, is the most popular it's ever been right now Um, because of these cards and because of the exposure of the athletes I mean we've had half of a college season this year and you and we're still getting cards I wasn't sure what was gonna happen when the season started I thought well are they gonna stop doing these or is it gonna keep going I'm I'm glad to see them keep going because like you said I mean that exposure right it shows people that there is another level that maybe heard about it they see it magazines they see you know whatever they hear about it because the olympics come around once every four years but is it right in front of them and i think that's really important and it shows that there is more and and it shows to these um maybe these average kind of college fans that are just you know rooting for penn state because you know they live right there or you know rooting for indiana because they're from there or whatever that you know there is something else and that there is more to follow and i think that that's a big part of it and you're a big part of it so yeah thank you for that and and i think you you pointing out something pretty powerful um the fact that there's a college season going on right now and there are still cards it just means that others outside of the wrestling heads like head coaches and Mm -hmm. whatnot are starting to take over in on the production aspect of the sport and i think that's huge you know um for sure I'm a college coach and that's what I signed up for. You know, that's going to be a part of what I do um, going forward and managing, you know, athletes and uh, managing a production team. That's not my specialty. So that transfer of power, you know, handing it over to um, the the separate entities that that have done this for a a career, um, that's going to really promote the growth of our sport. So I'm excited for that as well. And, the fact that there are still cars going on uh, in conjunction with all the, the college uh, level events, it just means that this is something that's here to stay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I hope it stays for a long time. And I hope that uh, 
we get some more athletes involved and and you know I mean the card last night tons of youth matches you know New Jersey RTC Penn RTC tons of youth matches it was awesome to see um, you know young men young ladies getting to battle it out you know on a big stage and what's cooler than that I mean when I was a kid you know there wasn't anything like that and I think kids see that and they go you know what I want to do that and it's just it just adds another thing to work for in it and it's really amazing for sure yeah for sure um so let's talk about the black wrestling association a little bit you're the president um so kind of walk me through kind of a brief history here what made you guys start it and why now yeah so um the Black Wrestling Association was started towards the end of May. Mm -hmm. um, my good, a good friend of mine, Kyvin Gadsden, um, and I actually had a phone conversation about the current environment, specifically related uh, to how black men were being treated um, in our country. Um, this was, it started actually with Ahmaud Arbery and how he was murdered and then um, kind of concluded uh, or at least the dialogue kind of concluded with the George Floyd murder. And I think that it was an interesting time in our country where everybody was still, you know, for, for a change. You know, everybody was st has stopped doing what they were doing. They weren't able to go to work um, as often or uh, in person. So mm -hmm. everybody had an opportunity to stop and actually take in what was going on in that. And I thought it was a time where it would have been really good to just get out some of those things that we wanted to do and I thought you know why why should I have to live my life um, any differently than anybody else why do I have to you know I again me and me and Kyvin have have children so why do we have to teach our children um, about some of the things that exist within this world that other people don't have to teach their children um, why is that acceptable? Why, why do I have to train my kid in trauma when he uses all his brain energy for, uh, you know, drawing and sketching houses and, and trying to build uh, buildings? And my daughter wants to be a singer and my other daughter wants to be a doctor. And why, why should I change their mind and mm -hmm. make them focus on things that have nothing to do with them um, and things that are brought on by society? Um, so, you know, actually, Kyvin really inspired me. Uh, he was like, hey, um, what, what are you feeling about this? And, you know, he was actually really emotional. And I was like, hey, man, what do you what do you want to do, man? I was trying to be his brother and trying to help him in any way I could. Um, you know, I'm thinking like, hey, do you want to do a challenge to raise awareness or something like that? And he's like, Nate, like, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> what are you what are we going to do? Like a push up challenge? Like we need mm -hmm. to actually do something. And he, he challenged me to to tap into my networks and. Uh, tap into some of our friends to s figure out what they thought about this. So um, at the end of that call, I actually called Jordan Burroughs, who had been a mentor to me and in a very, you know, respectful, respectful role model. You know, I I've always looked up to him since I was a kid. Um, and it was crazy to me how he felt exactly how I felt um, and exactly how Kyvin felt. Um, so that prompted me to talk to BJ Futrell, who we, we grew up in the same area. His dad was my pastor. Um, and 
you know, he's a guy who I looked up to my whole life. If it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be in the sport, um, let alone have success at the level that I've been able to have. Um, so, you know, I confided in him. And, and as I had these conversations with BJ Futrell and then Kerry McCoy and, and Kenny Monday and Kevin Jackson and Jaden Cox and Mark Hall and, and Bobby Stevenson and so on and so forth, James Green, um, I thought, man, like, it's unreal that everyone is having the same reaction to this thing. Maybe we should try to get more people on this call. So um, I had people like reach out to other people and it just one zoom after another um, led to a zoom with about 60 individuals on it. Um, mostly it's just a large group of black men uh, because mm -hmm. most of our friends are black men, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, everybody had different backgrounds and different experience, but we all shared that experience together um, and we supported each other. And at the end of that call, we felt a lot better that everybody had vented and everybody had gotten things off their chest. And, you know, that call came and went. And a few of us, um, 11 of us actually, um, so Jordan Burroughs, Jaden Cox, uh, BJ Futrell, Kyvin Gadsden, James Green, Mark Hall, Kevin Jackson, myself, Kerry McCoy, uh, Kenny Monday and Gabriel Townsend, we, we were like, is that it? <laughs> you know, like, do mm -hmm. we just feel better and then go back to normal? Um, and since then, um, we started communications that led to the formation of the Black Wrestling Association. We were actually established um, June of 2020, and we've been hitting the ground running. Um, obviously, the, the first thing was to get our organizational structure in place um, so that whatever we do will last. So this organization is going to go farther than Nate Jackson takes it or Kerry McCoy takes it. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be, it's going to start with the youth being involved within it. And then it's going to grow because of their involvement. Um, so right now what we've been doing is trying to just tap um, all of the resources that are made available to us and plug as many people as we can. Um, we, uh, we, you know, we've gotten on social media and we're trying to do our part. Um, our mission is to inspire, connect and empower black wrestlers and allies to grow wrestling through representation, equality, and opportunity. Um, and what that means to me is that there's a role for everyone, um, especially within the wrestling community, to uh, lift up black wrestlers. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, our voice is really small, and there's going to take other people, it's going to take the leadership of others um, to help. Um, and, you know, that, that's, that's just what it is. I think that the biggest prospect of our goal for our organization is to lead an example for others. Um, it, it doesn't mean anything you know, to society if black wrestling changes and society doesn't, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, we get more black wrestlers, but the same things that happen in society and the same disparity gaps uh, still exist. You know, I don't think that does anything any justice. So um, if we can be an example to the black lawyers and the black business leaders and the, the, the black, you name it, the black engineers, um, Maybe we can we can actually create a movement that um, lifts a community um, out from a situation um, within a system that you know has been challenge has been challenging for for Black Americans um, from from its inception. So I think that um, we have lofty goals and we have really specific goals that we can attack right now, um, and we're we're on the forefront of doing some really cool things. But it's just the beginning and. Um, you know, we're just trying to keep a keep stay level and stay uh, connected to the, the people that 
have shown the support so far. So you just said that, um, you know, black athletes, especially in the sport of wrestling, have a small voice. And I think that's true. I mean, it's a predominantly white sport. Um, I've read a couple articles on it. Um, what can the wrestling media do to help the Black Wrestling Association and lift these voices up and do it so permanently? Yeah, I think that the, re- the, the media actually has been a, an ally to us um, since our inception. So I think it's really cool that people have been receptive. Um, as long as people are still, um, you know, interacting, then we can do the work, you know? So I think that it's important. Um, you know, some of the names that are within the, the founding members of this organization, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're in some of the most prominent positions within our sport. And it's a, you know, it's a unique place to be in where we have the biggest names that are black wrestlers within this association. Um, and with that comes a lot of responsibility on us, but I think that we welcome that. Um, the, the, the crazy thing is the solutions to the things that we want to change within wrestling already exist. Um, mm-hmm. Our job is to not try to be everything to everybody, um, to seek out those individuals who are doing the work in these communities because they are. Um, and to support those individuals and lift them up and empower them in the best way that we can um, and, and really make a connected effort. Um, so, so guys like myself, you know, when we graduate from college, we don't have to, you know, basically be abandoned by the wrestling community. We, mm-hmm. we can look for, for job opportunities um, or we can be connected in some way and we feel respected within this wrestling community. Um, I know that it's not always intentional um, you know, uh, an intentional isolation, but, you know, familiarity, uh, breeds contempt, breeds contempt. Um, and, and so far we've been really familiar with not being able to, to land those positions and not Mm -hmm. being able to, um, stay plugged or, or, or land any job that, that is around the sport. So I think that, you know, that's something that we can really do within just spreading advocacy. Um, because there are a lot of unique individuals that are wrestling, and they might not be national champions, you know? And right. I think that there's a place for them as well. So um, I think that's one of the, the, cool, the cool aspects of this um, and some of the ways that we can involve others who, who have skills, a lot of different skills that are not wrestling specific um, to, to really grow um, the mission and, and push the mission forward because that's, that's what's going to, you know, shrink disparity gaps in wrestling and that's going to shrink disparity gaps around the, the country. So what is next to expand? Are you guys looking at grassroots efforts? Are you looking at state chapters? Are you, I mean, I know those are kind of big steps, but what, what do you think the future of this could be and how big can this really get? Yeah. So, um, obviously without, without releasing too much, I mean, we've already started, Mm -hmm. um, our legacy clinics, which, um, is just a part of our, uh, mentorship programs and our, our clinics within one of our key initiatives and it's having overwhelming success and support um, just from the from the jump so I think it's great that a lot of the individuals so we have a pretty large board um, a board composed of over 20 individuals 
and we're spread out all around the country and we are connected within our group within our area so we can really be a um national thing and that that's that's kind of what what we're set up to do um so you know it's up to the people on how big this this thing gets um but i, I think it's going to grow and continue to grow um and and we're going to have a lot of success and there's been some some people who are well connected within the the bigger uh wrestling community that are I think on standby, um, waiting to help in, in big ways. So, you know, it, it's just really about defining um, our robust uh, identity and purpose focused on maintaining a high level of, you know, the, the satisfaction of the individuals that are supporting us and, you know, fortifying our efforts um, among organizations that, that, you know, identify with us throughout the nation. And as long as we continue to be cohesive and, and collaborative with the groups that already exist that are helping, uh, you know, really fulfill some of our, our tenants within our mission, um, you know, the beat the streets of the world and, and obviously clubs doing great things. Mm -hmm. um, the other advocacy groups, uh, Wrestle Like a Girl, uh, Reaper Wrestling, things like that. Um, I think that, you know, what is it? Uh, what, what all, what is it? High tide, all ships rise. With, yeah, um, all, yeah, 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 a rising tide lifts all boats. A rising tide lifts all boats. So, um, if this is one of those things that can be a catalyst for you know real, real change within our wrestling community, I think now is the best time to do it. Um, for a lot of the reasons that we just mentioned. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously through NCA, um, they're they're changing with um, you know college athletes being able to use their their names and, and likeness to mm -hmm. make a living. Um, obviously with the growth in this, you know, senior level opportunities, I think that wrestling is hot right now. So if we want to really grow this thing, um, this is the time to do it. And I think we're doing it for all the right reasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Strike while the iron's hot and, and really breed that exposure for growth. Because, you know, I said it on probably one of my first episodes back when, you know, it was back in August, and I, you know, right after the fallout with the women, I said, you know, exposure just breeds growth. And I think it's the same for everything, and that'll be the same for, you know, the Black Wrestling Association. It'll be the same for women's freestyle. It'll be the same for Greco. It'll be the same for all these things. For sure. Yeah. It's the exposure that matters. And I think you guys are doing such a good job. Um, getting your name out there and getting to work because I think it's easy for groups to get together and just say well this is what we are and this is what we represent without doing any work and sure. you guys are doing the work and you know I commend you for that you guys are doing such an awesome job yeah thank you thank you I really appreciate it and, and it's just been a really collective effort um, it's been really special working um, side by side some of these individuals are you know, we're, we're connected every week, you know, multiple times a week, you know, so it's really special. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a really a real desire to get some things done. Um, and, and what we've created actually led to some other things that have been created that have fallen under our umbrella, which is awesome. And, um, you know, we're, we're just trying to be um, all we can be and, and really support, um, you know, black wrestlers and 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 any any initiative that's focused on uh, growth and development within the sport absolutely awesome 
Alright, well, I told you I wouldn't take too much of your time, so I, I do have a couple kind of quick fire questions for you. So, first question, so first question is, who's your favorite rapper and why is it Gabe Townsell? Gabe Townsell is my favorite rapper because he's authentic. <laughs> um, he's really creative. He can do a little bit of everything. Um, he takes a lot of risk in his in his art, and he puts his heart into his art. Um, I, I identify with his, his music. Um, obviously, we're, we're from the same area, um, so a lot of the 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 the, the words that are say, he's saying, and a lot of the um, the the parallels that he's drawing um, from his from his music um, to to the world and how he interacts with it, I can identify with. So, Gabe's a man, and he can sing, man. He can do everything. He really he, can. He, he composes, and he he he's an engineer engineering the uh, the stuff. You know, obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about with music, but. Yeah. He's the man. Yeah, I love that dude. He's coming on next week, and uh, we were talking, and um, you know, I told him that I was talking to you. He wanted me to ask you that, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What does Reese Humphrey do different than other coaches in the country right now? He's having a lot of success. What is it? Reese really connects with me on a personal level. Um, I think that he does that with all of his athletes. Um, we we become friends, and and we you know. I want to fight for him. I want to train with him. I want to hang out with him. I want to be around him. Uh, I want to go get extra technique in with him. Mm -hmm. um, he, he listens, um, and he's just really good at what he is what he does. You know, he, he's really good at technique. Um, but I think that the fact that he's really open to um, conversation, uh, he says the right thing at the right time. Um, he's pretty genuine. Like he's not. He does. He doesn't do things for for show or anything like that um he he takes his ego out of out of coaching um it's inspirational um i think you know being a coach i pick up a lot um just from watching him and listening to him um but he learns from from it he, he'll learn from anybody um he he tries to see if certain things work uh maybe things that he used to do maybe things that he's never done um and he's not afraid to scrap an idea and say all right maybe not for you maybe not this oh mm -hmm. well let's try this Oh, let's try this. And we work through it, you know, and, and he's in there. He's just in the trenches. I think that's why his athletes are so connected to him and they've had success. So he's, he's really in there and he's about it. It's not a job to him. Um, he's really passionate and he's, he's crushing it, man. I, he's, a, he's a great friend. Yeah, it's an inspiration for sure. Um, obviously, he's an Indiana guy and uh, he's a little older than me, but um, I grew up watching him. And so I always kind of follow what, what he's been doing and, and uh, it's awesome to see him be so successful. Um, I'm sure some college here soon is going to try to snatch him up. So you better be ready for that. Yeah, they better, they're not taking him. He's good. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> Who are your three favorite wrestlers to watch of all time? Three favorite wrestlers to watch of all time. Hmm. That's a good one. Um, I, so I definitely got to put Jordan Burroughs in there um, just because he's the man. Uh, you can watch him. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, matches to watch because he's always on the big stage um, doing it big. So it's, uh, Jordan is definitely one. Um, hmm. I actually really like watching Victoria Anthony. I think she, she has a really cool style. Um, so when she's out there, it's, it's pretty, pretty – um, pretty cool to, to watch and pretty exciting. 
Um, and for the same reason, I would throw in um, Spencer Mango. Um, so not Ryan. Ryan sure. is pretty exciting. <laughs> Ryan is pretty exciting and pretty dynamic. Um, but I thought, so right when I got to college, I started watching um, Spencer. I think he was at, at uh, Stanford. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's, <laughs> this is unreal. This is a different world. Yeah. Um, and I'll do, I'll throw in one more, uh, Nashawn Garrett. I, I like okay. watching him as well. Absolutely. Um, he was another guy that I watched a lot of and going into college. And this is one guy who I watched a lot of in high school that, uh, I'm sure has a huge cult following, uh, Ben Whitford. Okay. Uh, yeah. Super, super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I gotta, I guess I threw five out there. So. <laughs> five works for me, man. All right, my friend, thank you for coming on. And uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime. And uh, you want to tell people where to find you at? Yeah, for sure. So you can follow me at Nate Jackson II. Um, that's Nate Jackson Two at Instagram and and Twitter. And then um, Black Wrestling Association dot um, for for just getting updates on Black Wrestling Association. Um, and also BW Association, um, and that's Twitter and Instagram. Follow us just to stay updated on really some of the things that we're working on and some of the things that we're doing. But there's some really big things coming out, especially um, within the next couple of months. Um, we, we just launched our Legacy Clinic where we did two um, clinics for free in Jersey, um, one for Trenton, one for Elizabeth, uh, two predominantly black clubs uh, came and got some great instruction from uh, BJ Futrell and also from James Green. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, just giving back and it's going to be something that continues uh, just from the, the outpouring of support. Um, I want to thank the, the sponsors of that event um, and that series. And yeah, we're just going to continue to grow. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again. And uh, hopefully we can talk to you again soon. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Austin. Take care. Well, folks, that's all the time I've got left for today. Uh, thank you again to my ho- or to my guest, Nate Jackson. Um, follow us on social media. Follow me at Air Early on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the show at Changing LVLS. Thanks for everything. Watch some awesome wrestling this week and and this weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Big Ten preview next weekend. And then we're off to the races for the national tournament. Much love to you all. Peace. Oh, Gabe Townsville next week. Gabe Townsville next week. Don't forget. Going to be an awesome show. Peace. Much love.